going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are is in my hand. Fan effect. Hey everybody, it is Friday, yay, and we're officially entering the season of blockbuster movies. Andy Farnsworth with KSL News Radio and KSL's Fan Effect Podcast has some ideas for you in this week's What to Watch. You know, we'd already be there if Roman wasn't driving Ford Knox on wheels. It's a rare feat to get to the 10th movie of any franchise, but the Fast and the Furious movie franchise has done a lot of things that are pretty unique. And this continues with Fast 10, which is supposedly the beginning of the end of this story of street racing thieves who somehow turned into a combination of James Bond and Mission Impossible. In Fast 10, we pick up the story with Dom and his family enjoying some relative peace, but it doesn't last long when an enemy from their past resurfaces, played in this case by Jason Momoa, and he's got a very personal vendetta against Dom and the Furious Bunch. And he's got a very specific plan to make them all suffer. What follows are chases through the streets of Rome, Rio de Janeiro, London, and even a trip to the one continent the series hasn't already visited. Look, this movie is number 10 in the series. You're either a fan already or you've decided that you will never watch any of them. So with that in mind, I think fans of the franchise will love Fast 10. I thought it was the best one since maybe number 6. Pretty much every character who's ever appeared in the series somehow manages to show up in this movie. And it's glorious. Can cars do this stuff? Of course not. That's part of the fun. But what helped me like Fast 10 more than the last couple of entries was the fact that it felt like it was finally building towards something. This movie is definitely a cliffhanger because the final chapter of the whole series is supposed to be the next one that comes out in 2025. But there were some rumblings this week from Vin Diesel that they may turn this final chapter into a trilogy. So... We may still have two more movies. Who knows? Fast 10 is like a good radio station. It just plays the hits. They know what you want, and they give it to you. For better or for worse, I just enjoyed the heck out of it. I give it three out of four stars. Oh, and make sure you stick around through the credits. It is rated PG-13, and it is only in theaters. Next, we have a movie coming to streaming that is a remake of a popular 1990s sports movie called White Men Can't Jump. In this remake, musician Jack Harlow takes over the Woody Harrelson role, and Cinqua Walls plays the Wesley Snipes role. Walls plays Kamal Allen, a former high school basketball star who never made it to the NBA and now spends much of his time playing pickup ball at his old high school gym. Harlow is Jeremy, a former college basketball player who blew out both of his knees before he could make it to the league and who now trains young athletes and sells his own line of homemade health drinks. Both men are going through some hard times financially, but when they realize that they play pretty well together, they decide to enter a tournament where the prize money would be enough to help them both recover. So the two start hustling other street ballers to earn the entrance fee for the big tournament. It was probably a good choice to send this version of White Men Can't Jump straight to the streaming services. It doesn't really have the star power of the original movie, which I actually saw on opening night back in 1992. But I have to say... But I actually liked how the story played out in this new version more than I did the original. It was also nice to see the late Lance Reddick back in another role after his sudden passing earlier this year. White Man Can't Jump is very much a movie about black culture as much as it is about basketball, but it was co-written by Kenya Barris, the creator of Blackish, and I think he's one of the better people in Hollywood at promoting black culture in a way that's accessible to all. Fair warning, though, White Man Can't Jump is rated R for language, and again, it is streaming on Hulu.
Staying with streaming, we have a new comedy series on Apple TV Plus starring Patricia Arquette, and it's called High Desert. Arquette plays Peggy, a former addict who was married to a drug dealer before he got sent to prison. She's lived with her mother, played by Bernadette Peters, for most of her life. But when her mother dies and her siblings want to sell the family home in the small desert town of Yucca Valley, California, Peggy makes the decision to become a private investigator. This show is incredibly quirky and really funny at times. The word high has more than one meaning, and Arquette plays a character who's kind of like a mix of Natasha Leone's character in the show Poker Face and a drunken Matlock. She's got all kinds of street savvy, but she also has a bunch of unresolved mother issues and her addiction demons to battle. High Desert will not be for everyone, but it is funny and it is unique. And honestly, it won't require too much of a time investment as each episode is about a half hour long. The first three episodes are available right now on Apple TV Plus with new episodes weekly for a total of eight. It is rated TVMA. Also on streaming, a movie that I wanted to make sure I talked about even though it came out last week. It's called Still a Michael J. Fox Movie. Anyone who grew up in the 1980s understands just how big a star Michael J. Fox was at the time. Between family ties, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, and his other roles, there were few people on the planet who didn't know who he was. That's why in the early 1990s when we found out that Fox had Parkinson's disease, it was so stunning. This movie is a documentary with unprecedented access to personal videos and plenty of in-person interviews with Fox and his family. One of the cool things it does is it mixes archival footage of his movies in perfect harmony with whatever the current day Michael J. Fox is narrating about his life. It's hard to describe, but it's really cool when you see it. I found still a Michael J. Fox story to be very moving. On the one hand, it's hard to see the effects that Parkinson's has had on him and the struggles that he goes through every single day. But it's also uplifting to see the effect that he's having on others and the way his family loves and supports him. He's still married to the woman, Tracy Pollan, that he met on the set of Family Ties all those years ago. And there are some parts that highlight her indispensable and unwavering efforts. The movie is rated R for language, but if you were a fan of Michael J. Fox at all, you ought to watch this. It is streaming on Apple TV+. Now for our honorable mention list, stuff we didn't have time for more in-depth looks. First is an intriguing new streaming series on Hulu called Class of 09. It stars Kate Mara and Brian Tyree Henry as part of the FBI agent Class of 2009. The story jumps back and forth in time to the present day, their time at the FBI Academy, and the future. It's an interconnected story that's told in fragments to keep you guessing. I've enjoyed it so far. It's definitely dramatic with some occasional action sprinkled in. It's rated TVMA, and three of the eight episodes are available to stream now on Hulu with a new one each week. Next up is a new streaming series on Netflix called XO Kitty. It's a spinoff of the movie trilogy, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. In this one, Kitty, the youngest Covey sister, is turned 16 and transfers to the Korean Independent School of Seoul, acronym KISS. Mm-hmm. The same age, her late mother also attended the school. This is obviously aimed at teenagers, specifically the ones who loved the original movies, like my daughters. It is rated TB14, and again, it is on Netflix. Finally, something for the kids, a new season of the animated series, Harriet the Spy, based on the popular kids' book. New York City preteen Harriet M. Wells she wants to be a writer someday, so she spies on everyone around her and writes all her thoughts in a journal. Unlike the first season, which were mostly original stories that weren't in the original book, but had the same characters, season two actually hews much closer to the original story. Like most things on Apple TV+, Plus, it is high quality, and if this is the first you're hearing about the series, you can watch both seasons one and two, as all episodes are available to stream right now. All right, looking ahead to next week, Memorial Day weekend brings us a little movie about a little mermaid. Actually, it's a big movie. (laughs) 
Shara? That's, that's all I get? Oh. Is that one little line? <laughs> that's quite I like, really wanted to find out. Like, what is he going to say? Wow. Okay, so we'll have to tune in next week. Andy, thank you very much. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.